0: Welcome to Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast that discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. And I'm Matt Henry. And today we want to talk about the sin of impatience. But do we really? Uh, who knows? We'll see. Um, I'm already <laughs> annoyed and... i am impatient patient with this, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, now this is a challenge for many, uh, especially in an age in which we essentially expect everything yesterday. Uh, the presence of high-speed technology, amazon's one click next day shipping uh streaming services on demand all those things certainly don't help with this Uh, we now live as you know in the i generation in which we can create our own world we can customize our experiences uh, we can essentially force the world to move at our personal pace and preferences further patience is no longer viewed as a virtue because it tends to communicate to many the presence of weakness and even at times incompetence. So instead of impatience, um, is now it's really just viewed as a virtue. And because, quite frankly, impatience gets things done. And that's true. Yeah, it's not good, but it's true. Right. The the reality is that rudeness, boorishness, and insensitivity is pragmatically useful. We've been watching a uh, Shark Tank, and I love it.
1: I can't stand that show. See, that boorishness and rudeness annoys me. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. (sighs) It does something Yeah, Lydia likes it too, right? She's like thinking how she could sell whatever she wants to sell. But the
0: whole show is premised on this. I mean, it's just business. By the way, boorishness is a word that needs to be used more. Yeah, I love that word. Um, So expressing sinful anger Gets us what we want. I mean, this is true. Uh, it cuts through the stuff that we don't have time for and it accomplishes our goals. It's a very American concept, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it is fascinating in our travels. Just, I, I mean, I find myself getting anxious because it's. Yeah. And I've inadvertently offended brothers, dear brothers,
1: because I'm stepping into a culture that I don't understand. And it's like, in, and it's in my way, right. it's in the way of me accomplishing what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. It just, it is. Anyone who's done cross-cultural,
0: you you know, if -hmm. you haven't run into that, then you probably were totally (laughs) (laughs) insensitive. Yeah. Um, Well, the truth is that many of us know exactly what this is. That is the reality of impatience. This is not something we need to argue for or even show to be true. We all know how much impatience is a struggle in our own lives. Further, in light of living in a time of covid now riots, tumultuous political realities, and many other unpleasant issues, impatience seems to be an increasing experience for many Christians. Uh, And so all of this only adds fuel to that daily battle that already exists uh, within the Christian life. So if this is you right now, first, we just want to say you are not alone. Uh, But second, the Bible uh, certainly has some things to say about this issue. So before we... Get into it formally. If you've not read it, we want to highly recommend a book to you uh, by uh, an author named Jerry Bridges, who's now with the Lord. Uh, He wrote a phenomenal book called Respectable Sins. And the premise of his book is to address sins that we view as, uh, I guess, just that respectable, more tolerable, uh, sins that we don't think are really that bad. And so we all understand the evils of murder, theft, rape, lying, things like this, but rarely do we actively seek to root out the ever-present sin of thanklessness right um, yep. or selfishness it's a
1: brutal book it's he is exceedingly gracious yeah in the book but it, it it's a small book guys it's
0: few chapters per issue yeah I mean pages per chapter
1: but it's a great one for a small group a, a Bible study just there is a study guide with it too it, it,
0: yeah. it it's one to be done, done read if you haven't it's a must read yeah so, you know, when's the last time you thought about the sin of selfishness in you or envy or irritability, things such as these? Yet, uh, the point of Bridge's book is to show how much God actually hates those kinds of sins and how the sins of the tongue, for instance, make you just as much unlike Christ as the murderer. We often forget that Israel was killed in the wilderness in part for the sin of grumbling. Um, God despised the fact that they wanted to go back to Egypt, which was the land of slavery, Um because they missed their leeks and garlic and then griped about it constantly. (laughs) Um, So respectable sins are are sins which typically deal with the issue of a person's character. Bridges points out how the purpose of this book doesn't minimize the reality that there are sins that are worse than others. Um, By any standard, especially the biblical ones, there are acts that are more morally reprehensible. For instance, God doesn't require the death penalty for not installing a parapet on the roof of your house something which was commanded in Mosaic law, but he does require the death penalty for murder. So God understands gradations in morality. Sure, sure. Um, But Bridges is quick to point out that the sins of the tongue are just as efficient at putting a person into hell as the serial rapist um, because it is still ungodliness and something that he hates. But the problem for us is that something like gossip is a bit more respectable in our eyes than stealing. Uh, so we just we think less of it and therefore commit more of it. So all this to say, today we just want to discuss one of these sins, which is the sin of impatience. This is this is a sin every human and every Christian commits, but it's especially true as you were saying for Westerners. Uh, wealth breeds technology, technology breeds desires, desires breeds demands, and demands breed impatience, and impatience is sin. And so, since we are very rich, we have. Ample opportunity to live in the veritable state of impatience. All right. So with that, let's just deal with it. We're going to
1: actually do two podcasts on this um, so that you can chew on this and hopefully not just listen and say, whoa, that was convicting and do absolutely nothing (laughs) about it. Uh, But actually instead think about what you might do over the week between episodes. So what is impatience? Well, Bridges defines it as a strong sense of annoyance at the usually unintentional faults and failures of others. This impatience is often expressed verbally in a way that tends to humiliate the person or persons who is the object of impatience. So he's obviously limiting the scope of his discussion to interpersonal issues. Um, this would include things as having to wait in line, people walking slowly in front of you, issues while driving, i.e., or you have EG, uh, road rage. Um, actually, EG is the right one. Um, the new McDonald's employee who can't figure Oh, golly. Did you have me in mind in this entire paragraph when you wrote this? The new McDonald's employee who can't figure out the right button? No, this to happens push? to me virtually every Sunday Ugh. morning when I'm trying to get my coffee. Here's, here's, here's my, here, <laughs> here's my let me rant. And you guys can then rebuke me for my impatience. You go up, you're going to be the perfect customer. Hi, I'd like to have a scra- side of scrambled eggs, sausage, and a large black coffee. Bam, we're done. Uh, what kind of eggs? Scrambled. Okay. Is that a side order? Yes. Uh, anything else? Some sausage. Okay. Well, uh, would you like a coffee? Yes. Large black coffee. Would you want cream?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: black. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not true, though? It's exactly how, ma- how it happens. How many drive-thrus have we gone through? <laughs> <sighs> oh. And, yeah, I'm actually red right now. So, um, or, or the waiters who can't get the order right. These are the things that will help prompt impatience. But there's also impatience when it comes to longer-term issues. Uh, you want to achieve a certain level in your career yesterday. Um, the teaching and training of your children. This is a big one. Why why aren't they learning to read quicker? Why aren't they walking? Why can't they figure out potty training? Why are they not respecting and speaking to me as I want all the time?
0: Or if you're you're
1: Naomi, why do you ask so many questions? (laughs) That's because you did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or why hasn't God brought me a spouse? Or why won't this sickness or disease go away? Why are people not giving me the respect I want? These these are the ones we don't like to admit, but mm-hmm. they're there. And and they're, it, it's, at the root, there's impatience. So there are many ways in which we can express impatience and frustration. We all know it. Now, it might look different in each one of our lives, but impatience rears its ugly head all too often. And that's what makes this book so painfully helpful because he's addressing stuff that we really deal with, not so much struggle, but we deal with uh, than the ones that we denounce because we never practice them. Right. Um, The major problem for us is that we don't see impatience as a sin. That's the reality.
0: That's the point, yeah. Yeah.
1: However, impatience is a result of thinking that we are owed something and we think we're owed it now. Impatience is a result, therefore, of self-seeking. It puts us first and thinks that our desires being met is what is of ultimate importance. We're we're really good at justifying the sin of impatience by saying that we have high expectations, um, as if that makes it no longer sin, or because I would never do something this way. It is therefore justifiably right to be impatient that this person is not doing it my way. Further, because we're in love with money in this country, whenever money gets involved, we believe it's now acceptable to express impatient behavior when something doesn't happen our way. Uh, this is one, uh, this one is very difficult because it's so ingrained in us. I paid for it. So I have rights. But why do we think that because money is involved, it simply makes certain behaviors and heart attitudes uh, acceptable.
0: Yeah, but perhaps the the greatest, Justification for impatience is busyness and stress. When our bandwidth runs out, we get shorter and shorter with people, and yet in our minds, the impatience is okay because we're stressed. Uh, Further, a sin that is closely connected to impatience is irritability. Um, Bridges defines impatience, again, as that strong sense of annoyance or exasperation, but irritability is described as the frequency of impatience or the ease with which a person can become impatient over the slightest provocation. Uh, So he goes on to say, most of us can become impatient at times, but the irritable person is impatient most of the time. The irritable person is one whom you feel you have to tiptoe or walk on eggshells around. This person is no fun to be with, but unfortunately, family members or coworkers sometimes have no choice. (laughs) That one's just brutal. Um, This is the, the kind of person with whom you never know what you're gonna get with right? You often wonder if they'll be in a good mood, if they're going to just be bugged by everyone and everything. We all know people like this. Perhaps we are a person like this. And frankly, it can be exhausting, but more than exhausting is just sin, uh, plain and simple. This is a person who is in the sinful pattern of making everything about them. Again, it is self-seeking. It is self-focused. It is self-serving. In short, impatience is the result of pride, which says that my life my ease of experience and my preference is what matters. I am first and people need to get this. So while it is certainly an ungodly character flaw, uh, it's also sin and, and God hates it. Well, the Bible has some things to say about this. And so we're gonna take a look at just a few passages here to gather some principles for how to fight impatience but also see what true patience can actually produce in a godly life.
1: All right, so let's talk then about the battle for patience. The first principle we would argue is that a godly person learns or has to learn to overlook offenses. So Proverbs 19.11 says that it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Now, there's much that's resolved right there if we could just simply be controlled by that. By the way, this would apply to anger as well, which is something that commonly results from impatience. Uh, but this is simply the idea of showing grace and resolves, and it resolves many small daily occurrences uh, that, that give rise to impatience in our own heart. Remember, grace is not deserved, but it is something freely given. And so Bridges says impatience typically results from someone committing unintentional acts that bug you, slow you down, or even harm you. But the key word there is unintentional. So if someone does something that gives rise to impatience or irritability in you, you would do well simply to overlook it. It's easier said than done, but that is the biblical God-honoring response, especially if there is a one-time occurrence you'll often do more harm than good by making a big deal out of something that in reality it was uh, really just unintentional. It only happened once or twice. This is especially helpful for newly married couples. If on the Or on the other hand, if something is becoming a pattern and you're not able to overlook it any longer, then you need to address it, but in a mature manner. So avoid using language like always or never. In other words, You always leave your towel on the floor, or you never put your shoes away. But do point out the issue and explain the challenge that is being created for you. However, if you're able to overlook the offense, then you're showing the person grace. This helps maintain the relationship, especially when offenses are not a continuous pattern. So if you choose to allow a one- or two-time offense to get under your skin, then the issue really may simply be one of self-control. Why turn something into a big deal when it can simply be overlooked and have it go away? You see it really clear with little ones, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, it's like, rah! he's like, what is wrong over there? He's like, he touched me. What's I <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did he hurt you? No, but he touched me. And you're like, oh, my goodness. But we can all be that way. Um, Learning to show grace is a discipline, and sometimes we need to actively preach this to ourselves. There will be times we feel ourselves growing very impatient, uh, but those moments uh, we need to put that impatience off. We we choose to put on patience. We This means instead of getting irritated or puffing around in impatience, we must actively tell ourselves we're going to overlook it and we're going to seek to forgive it, forget it about it, meaning it, I like that because it's an active thing. It's not just like a, just endure it. That's right. not that's not putting it off. You're just enduring it.
0: Right. It's, look, get over it. You're okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 1 Peter 4 eight is another one. Uh, he says, above all, uh, keep fervent in your love for one another. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. So again, you can see that how active you must be in that. And yeah. then I like how he prefaces it with above all. So it's, this is very important. Again, we see that patience is of greater virtue here than impatience. Can, can I interject something?
1: Yeah. Because um, I remember preaching through First Peter when I first came, and First Peter is, it's all controlled by the very first couple of verses where it says that if, once you strip away all of the extraneous words, it's that you were chosen to be aliens and strangers. You were elected to that. And then the whole book is really unpacking that. What does it look like as a Christian to live in a world that's not yours? You don't live here. You belong here. This is not your world. And so it's really an exposition, if you want, of what Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we're not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're supposed to be acting differently than the world around us. So the world says these things are good qualities, the Bible says, no, they don't belong to you because you belong to a new world that's coming. And that's why this, this fervent in love is held to high esteem by Peter.
0: Just a yeah, little no, pastoral aside. Yeah. So, so here we see that patience, again, is of greater virtue than impatience. Now the offense here is not just something that was inconvenient to you, but it was an actual sin. In other words, what he's saying here is that it is possible for you as a Christian to overlook the sin of another. Um, sometimes we feel the need to nitpick every sin that's been committed against us. Peter would say, instead of making an issue every time someone sins against you, just simply overlook it. The, the focus in this passage is on service toward the brethren. Um, and because Peter's going to go on to give all that instruction regarding loving one another, but through those spiritual gifts. Yeah. Um, and so the contrast here is helpful. Instead of making everything about us and how someone has offended or sinned against us, a great way to battle anger or bitterness or even impatience uh, with the person when this happens is by willfully choosing to overlook it. And not only are we to overlook it, but then we're to now actively serve them. That's difficult. Yeah. Um, So the goal here, therefore, is unity. In fact, one of the reasons why impatience can be so destructive is because it can eventually destroy that blood-bought unity. So if you can check your impatience before it turns into anger, then you're doing very well. And this is, of course, true within marriages, between parents and children, but especially within the church. And it's really important for the older
1: Christian because, you know, you as if you're in a healthy church, you have every stage of right. Christian yeah. and even non-Christians walking around and they, they mean well, <laughs> but boy, um, that doesn't always come off well. And that's where, as an older man or woman in Christ, that ability to realize this is just a bumbling young child in the faith. And and you're going to show that. I mean, I've got 11 grandchildren, or tw- yeah, 11. And you know they come in, and the next thing you know, you hear something falling and crashing. And it's like, am I going to launch on them? Yeah. Or I'm going to say, oh, sweetie, you got to be more careful. Pick it up. Let's, let's be more careful. That kind of thing. You just, you, you, you love the child. You know that they're a four year old and they're playing um, in the church with one another. Boy, wouldn't that be great if we could learn that same principle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Well, that's because I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, first <laughs> Peter, <laughs> and in First Peter uh, 2, verse 23, uh, I like what Peter says about Jesus himself. He says, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him, meaning the Father, who judges righteously. If there was anyone who would have been <laughs> justified yeah. in patience or irritation, it was Jesus. But he would simply not let himself be controlled by this. Rather, he was entrusting himself to the Father. And I guess that could be that, putting on patience. Yeah. That's one of the... Practical ways you could do that, uh, knowing that the Father would sort out every injustice, um, and so that was the reason He could overlook very great offenses.
1: And that passage in First Peter two says, "And He this is done so that it is an example for you to follow." So, yeah, um, good
0: point. So, uh, I suppose that's enough for this episode for all of us to think about, uh, and we're going to pick it up next episode with two more principles related to this common sin and how to address it in our lives. But until then, we ask, as you always do, to like and share this podcast. We encourage you to listen to with it with a friend who may not have heard one before. Uh, make sure to share on your favorite social media outlet and see you next time.